killing the world as they prove to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there. When I'm killing, I'm always proving it's the same. Yeah, the hottest podcast out there. Oh, yes. Very informative. When I'm home, Tim, I'm always tuned in for days. He has the hottest podcast out here. When I'm home, Tim, in the world, I stay tuned to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there.
so no less than the popes were involved in justifying European colonialism. Their decrees were used extensively in the conquest of Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Africa and the United States. The colonizers claimed that they had the approval of the church to have sovereignty, property and commercial rights in lands they discovered. Here's an example. Papal decrees in the 15th century permitted Portugal to subjugate Muslims and the non-Christians in Africa. That's not even the ugliest part of these decrees. The Vatican was quite explicit when it came to who Europe would colonize. It could only be non-Christians. So colonialism was essentially used as a tool by the Vatican to spread Christianity across the world. And the colonized countries paid a huge price. Take Canada, for instance. Between the 19th and the 20th centuries, more than 150,000 indigenous children were taken hostage in Canada. They were snatched away from their families and lodged against their will in the re-education institutions. Here, they were subjected to unspeakable atrocities. They were physically assaulted and sexually abused. Many of them didn't survive. They were buried in mass graves that are still being discovered in Canada. Last year, Pope Francis visited Canada. He apologized to the indigenous people for what the Vatican put them through. In 2015 too, the Pope apologized for the Catholic Church's action in Bolivia. He sought forgiveness, not only for the offenses of the Church, but also for the crimes committed against the native people during the so-called conquest of America. Just so you know, European colonism was a vast and often very violent project. The whole world at some point or the other has been under the control of a European power. Look at the French Empire. It ruled over territory greater than the size of the Europe itself. Then there was the British Empire, the most notorious of them all. And its peak was about 25% of the world population was a subject of the British Empire. Apologies are welcome and long overdue. But preparations will be the closest they'll come to making a See y'all. Now, y'all got, y'all know already said, they ain't even talking about reparation. They, they always giving y'all this apology crap. You see, now y'all got to realize this, man. That's why half of y'all don't believe in the Bible. That's why half of y'all stuck on, you know, stuff that you need to know to understand why it is what it is. Right, so we going we we listen to this, and they and they said that the Leviticus and the Catholic Church has some. See, they try to water it down real good about slavery and all that because you know the the Leviticus Church and all them they they got something to do with the land in Maryland and all that other stuff what they got going on, and they entered and they and and they co-sign for slavery and the horrific stuff that they did to our people and all that. So, you know, when she was talking about Canada, you know, so happening they put Canada in there, but Canada, the, some of the people in Canada is our people too. They're the chosen children of God too. So they was doing the same thing in America too. So oh, that's why I say people that be going to these Catholic church, I'm Catholic and you black. And, and these are the people that, um, that said uh, went out and said to these people, it's all right to do that. And then they bring them the wealth back that they got from all these other people. And they grew like they grew now off the, off the, off the, off the, 
hypocrisy, the folly, the evil, the wicked stuff they went and said to the people to go out there and do in the name of God. And then all they can say is, I'm sorry. That's all they can see. That that right there, what I was telling y'all, well, that's why I understand people. How can you, they want you to be remorseful. But you got to understand, they don't know how to be remorseful. You're supposed to have the humble and the spirit of God to do the right thing. And if you're the Pope and you had the spirit of God and, and you and, and doing this righteous thing, you would have been you would have been more sympathetic and tried to do the right thing, but he didn't. Anybody can go out there and say a speech to sound good and say I'm sorry. Let any common man go out there and do a crime and get in front of the judge and say I'm sorry and see what she say or he say. It's a consequence, man. See, this is what they don't understand. It's a consequence of what y'all did, man. That's why, that's why I, I, I tell um, white American and, and, and Caucasian people all over the world, this is why the judgment has to be on y'all nation, man. These are the history that y'all not informed with. These are the history that y'all knew about, didn't say nothing about it, or y'all just wished it away, or y'all just didn't, it didn't, you know, it didn't connect to you. You know, you got your own, you got your own folly on how this thing never came to oppress your brainwave. I don't understand. You know, you know, I don't understand how you can lead and you can lead people into into God, your God, and you don't have remorse. You sit out here, you heard me say, they went all over the world, say, I told you, that's the history. They went out in, in the Renaissance. That's when they start doing it in the Renaissance because in the dark age, where was the Caucasian in the Dark Age, y'all? Look it up. And then the Renaissance, the new beginning. And this is what they did. I told y'all, I ain't even say, I told y'all a long time ago how this came about. And then she come up here and tell y'all the story to let y'all know, hey, this is what it is. They went. That's why most of y'all got to realize that these people just went had a plot to put their narrative and conquer people's land and in the name of God. They was the chosen people of God and they supposed to spread the word of God. That's the whole Renaissance mission. And that's what they did. Everybody in everybody's land talking about Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ for be a white man. Folly. Why does it matter? Why does it matter? This does matter. See, people say, well, it don't matter. Or you want to wish it. But it affects people's lives. It affects people uh, who need their land back, their habitat, their generation. People done died. People done been misplaced. 
but it don't matter. You see, it always America always going to other countries talking about um um on that you you doing unethical thing, uh, human dead whatever you said bad to human human whatever killing off whatever humans human rights just just destroy the morals and the value of the human rights ethics. And, and, and if I was a Caucasian person, I would be nervous. Not nervous, not nervous as what somebody out here can do. Nervous that what the chastisement that the Most High going to give y'all. You seen the Most High gave us this chastisement for the 400 years that your forefathers and the Catholic Church and the Leviticus Church and all them other people, European, every time they talking about the European, European nation, they talking about Caucasian, y'all. When you heard that, they said the European, 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 talking about Caucasian, y'all got to get them langos. But we still, we still here propping and playing and playing and propping and doing all these things that we shouldn't be doing. I don't understand, man. He, these are the things that the white and the most high got to save us from. And, and that, um, what is it? First John 1 and 70. I'm thinking he said, save, save you from your enemies. This is why the most high got to save us from he got to save us from this ruckus out here they got going on they so powerful that we don't even have a military might or manage it to be have an organization that'll stand up for right and i want to give all the shout out to the people out in detroit i see y'all detroit y'all got them brothers in the street doing their things y'all y'all need to be checking out them brothers in detroit They holding each they trying to hold them streets down. Doing the righteous thing. That's what we need more of the brothers in Atlanta. Brothers in New York. Chicago. Tennessee. Virginia. North Carolina. South Carolina. Minnesota, Mississippi, New Orleans, Florida. We need we need to get all these brothers and get to connect, man, and stop trying to follow our disconnect on what we don't see how things we, and, and, and other people we we see eye we don't see eye to eye on certain things. The certain things that we should see eye to eye is to um, re retrain our children in the way that the Most High want us to go. Because our children is going to be our future. Our children is going to be our, 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 our way back into this world. But, you know, we got to start, we got to, we got to shake off this colonialism. I've been telling y'all about this colonialism for a long, long time. But the most high, but the most high, see, most high, I know some of y'all scared. 
Most I know most of y'all hard head because he said his people is already stubborn and hard headed. And and then most I know half of y'all is just sleepy. And it's most of y'all is just wicked as hell. So sometimes you got to be smacked. Man, wake up, man. Come on, bro. I'm trying to save your life. Trying to get you to get out of that colonialism and white supremacy. See, information you hear and you talking about bagging up and you hearing this information and, and this information being recycled and recycled and recycled from different with facts and information on it, but you still don't want to, you don't want to accept it because you're afraid. You're a coward. That's all it got to be. We do, we do all these other things that, you know, they want us to do. But when it comes down to us to pull away from the table and not go uh, and, and go against their grain, and going out, Gary, and try to build us a, a nation because we gonna need each other, man. We gonna need each other. We gonna need to be allies. We need because we we as a, 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 we as a nation, they can't stop us. But we got to get these wicked people and put them out there to. In front of the stage and let them be exposed. Because there's a whole lot got to be exposed, man. And the most high gonna expose them. I pray to the most high. I pray that the most high expose them. What is crooked can never be straight. What done in the dark will come to the to the light. Beating on our tom toms, brother, and you know it just so. Uh, I, I hope that you know some of y'all is getting this and seeing this and, and preparing for this. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're not sitting here and preparing for what's going on, man, you're gonna be stuck like Chuck, stuck in the mud trying to get out. But it ain't really mud; it's quicksand. And every move you make, the deeper you sink in. But you slowly sinking. So what you gonna do, bro? You gonna pull out and and and, and grab your brother by the hand so he can pull you out? Or you gonna be stubborn and just say, "I get myself out" and just continue going into the quicksand, man? You know, when you go under there, you're going to notice a lot of dead bones up in there. What Britain did was something more important than the occupation of geography and the defeat of politics. What it did was destroyed the confidence of the Asian people and the African Who turned Africa into a dark continent? It is a question which I never have found an answer to. There is no more beautiful a continent than Africa as anyone who comes here finds. But you have to convert it as an image of a barbaric continent which had to be relieved from its own culture, from its own history, from its own 
Who created the term witch doctor? As if the medicine, which was a part of the cultural history or of the history of Africa, was part of witchcraft. We have been taught the language of subservience. We have been taught to hate ourselves. In order to create the other, in order to create a rationale for power and for empire building, you had to convert the Asian people and the African people into a slothful, backward burden upon the world, the white man's burden of Rudyard Kipling. Gandhi used to say it all the time, that long before you can defeat that white man who has come to defeat us, you have to find yourself again. You have to find your confidence and your courage again. In October 2000, the president of Iraq, Saddam Hussein, announced they would no longer be selling oil in US dollars, only in euros. Which on the surface is an innocent change, what's the big deal? The big deal is that Iraq has the fifth largest petroleum reserves in the world, and in the 2000s it had become the world's fifth largest oil producer. So when Hussein decided to start selling oil in euros instead of dollars, the US wasn't too happy. By February 2003, he had sold over 3 billion barrels of oil for 26 billion euros. A month later, the US invaded Iraq. My fellow citizens, at this hour, American and coalition forces are in the early stages of military operations. 
disarm Iraq, to free its people, and to defend the world from grave danger. In an operation ironically called Operation Iraqi Freedom. They overthrew Saddam, and by June, just four months later, the country was back to selling oil in dollars. Years later, a number of U.S. officials started to let the truth seep out. Former head of U.S. operations in Iraq, General John Abizaid, said, of course it's about oil. We can't really deny that. Former Fed Chairman Alan Greenspan wrote in his memoir that, quote, I'm saddened that it's politically inconvenient to acknowledge what everyone knows. The Iraq war is largely about oil, end quote. And former Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel said the same in 2007. Quote, people say we're not fighting for oil. Of course we are, end quote. Venezuela, 2002 Coincidentally, Venezuela also has large oil reserves. In fact, they have the largest proven oil reserves in the world. At the time, Hugo Chavez was in charge of Venezuela as the dictator president. But Chavez, a diehard anti-American leader, was about to make the same grave mistake that Saddam Hussein made. He planned to start selling oil for euros instead of the mighty American dollar. Well, we can't have that now, can we? So in 2002, the US backed a coup against Chavez, which ultimately failed, but it crippled the country and its economy. Empires are built on oil. Yet despite having the largest oil reserves in the world, today Venezuela is one of the poorest economies in the world. Do other factors play into that? Many. We've talked about a few of them on this channel before. But going against the US is probably a big no-no. Libya, 2009. Eerily similar to Venezuela and Iraq, Libya has the largest oil reserves in Africa, and they weren't doing that bad. They did a great job managing all those oil revenues, building up a 143-ton gold reserve according to WikiLeaks. They had the highest GDP per capita in Africa, and Libya was on track to become the most influential country in Africa. And also similar to Venezuela and Iraq, Muammar Gaddafi, the leader of Libya, suggested all Muslim and African countries buy oil from Libya using a new currency backed by their giant gold reserves instead of US dollars. In other words, they wanted to sell oil in exchange for gold instead of US dollars, and other major African governments were ready to support. But I think we can all guess what happened next. NATO led a military coalition into Libya in the name of freedom, of course. And on August 20th, 2011, Muammar Gaddafi was executed by Libyan militias, backed by U.S. drone strikes. Years later, it was discovered in Hillary Clinton's emails that NATO really wanted to overthrow Gaddafi's government, mainly because of this plan for an African gold-backed currency, supported by Libya's oil reserves. This was Libya before, and this is Libya today. a failed state with widespread poverty, and an ongoing civil war. Why? Because each of these countries tried to break away from using the dollar as payment for their oil, and each of them faced the consequences of America's wrath. Out of all of them, none were able to recover from America's interventions in the name of freedom and in taking down an axis of evil. And their terrorist allies constitute an axis of evil, servants of evil, the cult of evil. A monumental struggle of good versus evil. And they usually ended up far worse than they were before. All these countries had problems, but all of these countries had huge economic potential despite their dictator leaders. 
But as soon as they moved away from selling oil in dollars, the US swooped in and quickly put an end to the party. And they're not alone. Which begs the question, why is it so important for oil to be only sold in US dollars? What's the big deal? Even as this oil for dollars arrangement is threatened. Today, the pound of Britain is one of the strongest currencies. Why? Begged by gold. But when you go to Britain, there is no gold mine. But they've got the biggest gold reserves all over uh, the world. Because they come take it here, they came and stole it here, and they stole it there. And that's what makes them unique. There is no France. There is no France without Africa. The day Africa liberates itself from France, France will collapse as a country. Because France, it is based on everything African. They don't have anything to offer to themselves. They keep on taking from Africa. So please, let's make sure that we plow the idea of African unity. We may not be there when Africa gets one president, but we'll be the ones who have planted that idea amongst our children, and our children will salute us forever. United States is sending their vice president to Africa in an attempt to salvage Western relations with the continent, as America hopes to maintain Western influence over the various African nations while slowing down the influence of BRICS. Let's talk about what's happening, why Africa finds the entire world wanting to be their friends, and what this means for business in Africa. This trip from the vice president will include Ghana, Tanzania, and Zambia, and follows French President Macron's friendship tour of Africa a few weeks prior. This is clearly a preemptive measure, with the West trying to get ahead of President Putin, who plans to visit Africa to make a major push to align Africa with BRICS later this year. After the Ukraine war created a clear division between the West and Russia, the West realized that Africa aligning itself with BRICS nations would give Russia a major strategic advantage over the West. Thus, the US and France are extremely worried about losing influence with Africa, as China and Russia have made significant inroads in various African nations. If you spent time in Africa, you have likely seen the massive infrastructure projects. The U.S. is hoping to use a charm offensive to convince the African countries to expand their relations with the Western world and reject future infrastructure and business deals from Russia and China. Each side is coming to the African nations with proposals. At this point, we can only speculate as many of the negotiations are ongoing and all sides are tight-lipped. Nevertheless, let's talk about what offers are likely going to be on the table from the West and from BRICS and which side is more favorable to business in Africa. The BRICS nations, specifically Russia and China, are likely offering the various African leaders more energy infrastructure, transportation infrastructure, free grain, and help in developing African manufacturing, among other things. In exchange, the BRICS nations are likely looking to continue to establish a business foothold in Africa, receive a revenue stream from the various infrastructure projects through tolls and surcharges, allow BRICS access to the raw resources of the African continent, and of course, the ultimate goal of BRICS may be to cut off Western influence from Africa. The West will likely be a little less transparent. The West will offer foreign aid with strings attached, developmental loans from the World Bank, more American visa lotteries for the African citizens, and implied military protection for the leaders who play nice with Europe and America. 
In exchange, the U.S. will expect Africa to conform more with Western social norms, allow Western companies access to the African economies, and of course, limit future African involvement with the BRICS nations. This is fundamentally a continuation of the previous relationship the West had with Africa, though perhaps with a nicer tone. On the surface, the BRICS nations appear to be offering a much better deal for the African economies. The infrastructure and nuclear energy deals appear to be game changers without the typical political and social baggage the West pushes. From a business standpoint, it seems BRICS is the winning choice if you are an investor in Africa. But the devil is in the details, and we do not know whether the BRICS nations will maintain a neutral business relationship with Africa indefinitely, or whether they will attempt Western-style political intrigue if BRICS influence becomes more entrenched. Either way, it certainly must be an interesting time to be an African. After centuries of being treated like second-class countries, they now find major powers of the world attempting to win their favor, putting the Africans in a much stronger negotiating position than they enjoyed in the past. I believe this competition for African friendship could lead to better trade deals and more respect for African autonomy. But what do you guys think? Have the trips from the leaders in America I hear you saying, eh? he says eh, the, the borders must be open. The borders must be opened because borders are opened for white people. When there is a white person from Mozambique who can't even speak English, you welcome them. When there is a brother from Mozambique into Nelspreit, you call them names. Yet you don't call white people names. There is no Mozambique here. There is no Swaziland here. There is no Lesotho here. There is no Botswana here. Zambia or Namibia. There is no Zimbabwe. There is Africa, the continent of our ancestors. We were divided. We were divided by the colonizers. What type of a student activist are you? What type of a ground force are you? You say, I don't want colonialism. We want decolonization. Yet you are supporting colonial borders in Africa. We don't want anything that looks like colonialism. We want to be one thing with our sisters in Tanzania, in Nigeria, in Egypt, in DRC, in Sudan, in South Sudan, everywhere else in Africa, we don't want passport, we don't want visa, we must move free of charge. We are one thing, this continent is one. I am a Zimbabwean, I am a Nigerian, I am a Tanzanian, because African brothers everywhere where we are, we are victims of racism and colonialism. They don't care whether you come from Mozambique or South Africa. You are black. They hate you. The best we can do, solidarity amongst Africans. Let us hold each other's hands. Let us protect each other against colonialism. I saw a video of some police harassing a Nigerian in Santin. I want to say to my Nigerian brothers and sisters, those police do not represent us and they do not represent the South African police 
services. Those police, they must be dealt with, they must be disciplined for harassing a person because, simply because this person is a Nigerian. It must come to an end. Some fool is going to say, but these Nigerians are committing crime. Fine. If Nigerians are committing crime, a lot of them are in Hillbrew. Why are the soldiers not in Hillbrew but in Cape Town among South Africans? There are no soldiers on Nigerians. There are no soldiers on Mozambicans. They are soldiers on South Africans themselves because crime is committed by us. We are the ones who are selling drugs to our own people. We are the ones who are beating up our own women. We are the ones who are killing each other. And then you hide behind the Nigerians. Stop being cowards. Take responsibility. Stop crime. When Nigerians come here to commit crime and they do not find us as criminals, it will not be conducive for them to do crime where crime is not happening. It starts with you. Stop crime. Stop hiding criminals if you want a peaceful South Africa. Zimbabwe, please find a solution. The economy of Zimbabwe is worrying all of us. Please find a permanent solution. Ramaphosa, we ask you to help our brothers in Zimbabwe. Their problem is our problem. Because when we had problem with apartheid, they received us in their country. They helped us. It is our turn to return the favor. DRC, we can see what they are doing there. They want those beautiful minerals of DRC. They are destabilizing it. They are making you African brothers fight amongst yourself, including making it difficult for the president to appoint his cabinet. DRC, African leaders come together. We want a stable DRC. We want a DRC that works. We want a DRC that owns its minerals. We want a DRC that will use the proceeds of those minerals to benefit the people of DRC. Sudan, there is no army that can preside over civilians. We don't have a problem with the intervention of the army. Let it not last for more than a year. We want elections in Sudan. We want civilians to choose a government of their own. South Sudan, don't be threatened by opposition. Embrace opposition. South Africa, ready yourself to go to South Sudan. Let us go and help them to build that new country. Let us help them to stand on their own so that we can be proud that a country was formed during our time and we helped to establish that country and make it stable. Cuba and all those who are threatened by the USA, please do not succumb to imperialism. Do not succumb to colonialism. Venezuela, we are with you. Cuba, we are with you. Russia, continue showing America a middle finger so that you can put it at its rightful place. 
They must stop thinking they can bully the world forever and ever. It will never happen. We want the world that is characterized by democracy and respect. Hey y'all, what's up? This is FaZe. I want to thank all y'all for listening to me, man. I had a I had a nice great 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 year with y'all last year. You know what I'm saying? I went off the charts. I, I see y'all loving me. So let's pump it up this year a little better. You know what I'm saying? I got some new content. I'm going to try to do things a little more different and trying to analyze and get y'all to realize what's going on before it get too late. I ain't here for no problem. I ain't trying to start no problems. I just want to learn. I just want to learn. I just want to learn. So I want to thank all y'all. And may the most high continue putting your hinges over you, your friends, and your loved ones. And keep evil away from you, that it may not grieve you. And thank you. And let's have a nice and blessed 2023. I'm about to get on their ass this time. I'm about to get on their wrong. The police can kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind. I'm trying to find some unity. Tired of the foolery. The system abusing me. I got to ride with the tool of me. This shit ain't cool to me. But I'd be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me. So I keep two on me. Uh, I done came a long way from the block with breakdowns. Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter. Got tired of them shakedowns. The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart. I got a lot to say now. And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers. I ain't about to play around. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? Cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth, try to act defended, shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darts work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even want to teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this. Rest in peace to Marcus. Got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking number headshots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game, and I put this bitch in the headlock. Our top story: North Korea claims to have tested a new nuclear-capable underwater attack drone. The state media said that the drone is capable of generating a radioactive tsunami. Pyongyang blamed the joint military drills by Seoul and Washington for raising tensions in the region. The test was overseen by North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un. As per the state media, the new drone cruised at a depth of 80 to 150 meters underwater during the test. The new drone is called Haile, which means tsunami. It travelled for over 59 hours before detonating inside the water. The drone can be deployed at any coast or port. The new drone was developed 
to make sneak attacks in enemy waters. It can destroy naval striker groups and major operational ports by making a radioactive wave triggered by an underwater explosion. A day before the drone testing, North Korea fired cruise missiles. As per reports, the cruise missiles firing was to practice carrying out tactical nuclear attack missions. Tonight, four separate attacks on U.S. forces in Syria in 36 hours, one of them deadly. In response, U.S. F-15s destroying two Iranian-aligned training and equipment facilities in Syria. It was 6.38 a.m. Eastern Time on Thursday when an explosive-laden Iranian drone came hurtling down on the U.S. base in northeast Syria, leaving one American contractor dead, one wounded, and five U.S. service members injured as well. Four of the Americans medically evacuated. Central Command immediately planning counter strikes. And just hours later, President Biden aboard Air Force One authorizing the retaliatory attacks, sending two F 15s into the air and hitting their targets. There are currently 900 American service members and hundreds more contractors in Syria as part of a counter ISIS force. The attacks against those forces by these Iranian-backed proxies have been relentless. Nearly 80 rocket or drone attacks in the last two years. Russia threatens the world with nuclear apocalypse. Dmitry Medvedev, deputy chairman of the Russian Security Council, has stated that the threat of a nuclear conflict has increased and that arms supplies to Ukraine are bringing a nuclear apocalypse closer. Has the threat of a nuclear conflict passed? No, it has not passed. It has increased. Each day when foreign weapons are delivered to Ukraine ultimately brings this same nuclear apocalypse closer. I have the feeling that until a certain point in time, they did not believe in and did not see the extent of Russia's determination or the determination of its president or the supreme commander to do what we did. And they miscalculated. The consequences are much more complicated than they could have been if they had signed a document with us in December. Take a close look, exclusive video from the Norwegian Air Force of what it says is a Russian nuclear submarine's periscope peaking above the water, right over Norway's oil and gas pipelines in the North Sea. Russian warships and fighters passing through sensitive waters between Norway and Scotland. For the Norwegian Navy, high alert. Watching over the vulnerable drilling platforms, thousands of miles of pipelines, and the maze of internet and telecom lines that stretch from Europe to America. The concern, Russia could one day attack the internet and energy pipeline. Vice Admiral Rune Anderson commands the Norwegian Navy. NATO's network of ocean floor sensors, he says, has recently detected much more unpredictable Russian sub-activity. Though off of our port side, we have just now had visitors. Three NATO warships have shown up. One, two, three helicopters in the air right next to that very important Norwegian gas platform. This is about sending a message to Russia. NATO is on guard, on patrol, and takes this very seriously. Well, Harris is entitled to her opinion, the same way you're entitled to your opinion, the same way I hold the opinion that she and the American government are a bunch of cowards, you know, and that they have no rights to talk about human rights because they're the biggest abusers of human rights. Child rights are equally human rights. And 
Yesterday, two hours after that press conference with the president, a 28-year-old gun woman walked into an American school and killed three American children and killed three American teachers. It's the right, the fundament, one of the fundamental basic rights of any human being is the right to life. The American government, in which Kamala Harris is vice president, is failing to take decisive action on gun control. And so people who should not have access to weapons are having access to assault rifles and killing innocent children and teachers in America. And the vice president of that country wants to come and teach us human rights. I mean, the irony of it. She's a person of color. But for being vice president, what happened to George Floyd could easily have happened to her or any of the several people who have been killed in America by errant white policemen, which has led to the Black Lives Matter issue. If black lives, if, if people have to demonstrate to let the American government know that black lives matter, they need, a, they need help from us. I'm, I've, I've stated on record that myself and my colleagues are very willing to engage the American government and the U.S. Congress to help them shape laws that will clamp down on gun violence because they really have need for it. But it's the hypocrisy of the U.S. where they call homosexuality a human rights issue in Africa. But yet they are doing business with countries where homosexuality is frowned upon. Over a billion dollars of, 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 of military hardware is sold to Qatar almost on a yearly basis. In Qatar, homosexuality is punished by death, not imprisonment. Why are they not threatening Qatar? One of the biggest trading partners of the United States government is Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, it's punished by death. Why are they not threatening them? Why are they not threatening Russia? Then they come to Ghana and Africa, they won't come and threaten us with LGBTQ. The American government is a bunch of hypocrites. If they really want to flex their muscle, they should go and flex their muscle on Russia, India, China, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, <laughs> Qatar, the places where they are selling weapons to. People think what you think because you're getting the garbage from television. What you think is coming is a recession. What your crazy friends might say to you is coming is maybe a depression. You'd be mistaken. Those are lies. What is coming is a collapse of the dollar. You haven't had one of those. We've never experienced the collapse of the dollar of the world's reserve currency. This will make us Venezuela. Make no mistake. If you want to be prepared, prepare yourself like people should have prepared in Venezuela. Soon, I don't know when, but it will happen overnight. Soon, everything will be collapsing and the banks will close and there will be chaos and everyone on radio and television and the internet will be telling you we have to do central banks we have to do digital currency from the central do not believe that the collapse is caused by the idiocy of the people who are now telling you, A, we're fine, it's stable, and B, that's a conspiracy theory that we're doing a, a central bank digital currency. They're lying to you, and they're the ones who caused it. So 
please stop listening to the experts. But people think what you think because you're getting the garbage from television. What you think is coming is a recession. What your crazy friends might say to you is coming is maybe a depression. You'd be mis- This is not looking good for America. Now what I'm about to present to you is facts, figures, numbers, logic. This is very, very important to understand that I am not a financial advisor. Anything I say is not financial advice. I'm just documenting my journey into the quantum financial system and using social media so that my grandkids can see what their grandpa and great-grandpa did during the biggest transformation of consciousness, of wealth, of financial system, geopolitical system, and human history. Don't make any moves based on what I say. Now, as we all look this way, there's been a lot of things happening this way that aren't fully hitting the media. America is losing its dollar dominance. I've been saying this for two years on my YouTube channel. And two years ago, I said it with the risk of feeling like a tinfoil hat person. Well, today and right now, it's coming true. So as we look this way and Congress is focused on a TikTok band, here's what's actually happening. And I'm going to show you a video halfway through this. I want you to understand the context of this video. So the context of this video is everybody outside of America is done with the dominance of the dollar and bullying their monetary system. Since 1971, we detached from the gold standard. In 1974, we did a deal with the Saudis for arms to trade all U.S. dollar in oil. This is really, really important. Well, since 1971, all U.S. dollars, all oil was traded in U.S. dollars, giving the U.S. dollar dominance over other countries. So for you to understand how the monetary system works, when we raise interest rates and our dollar becomes valuable, that destroys other currencies. So this has been happening over and over again. Whatever America does affects every other country. And because all oil is traded in dollars, we had control in the industrial area. Well, there's a massive switch happening right now, industrial to technical. And here's the truth, or my truth. So other countries now are looking at America, and here's how we look. Our banks are failing. America is at 130% debt-to-income ratio. We are upside down. We have more debt than we have money. America has 33% of its debt outside of America owned by two countries, most owned by two countries. One is Japan, the other one starts with a C. America's monetary system is a debt-based system and every dollar in the system, every dollar in the system is someone else's debt. And after 2020, we got rid of fractional reserves. They don't have to keep any of our money in the bank. 100% of our money can be lent out and put into the markets. So in America, we as Americans are the liquidity for the banks. And our head of the Fed, Jerome Powell, said we're coming back to a new economy, leveraged towards technology, and he's worried about the middle class. He said that multiple times, 2021 going into 2022. So as we transition from Web 2.0 to Web 3.0, industrial to technical, a new quantum field. First, the confidence is being lost in the dollar from countries. And once the countries lose confidence, next is us. 
If we lose confidence in the dollar, it has zero value. So I'm going to show you a video and then I'm going to give you my perception of what he's saying. Go do your own research. This is the Kenya president five days ago. Uh, for the people who work numbers, I am giving you free advice that those of you who are holding dollars, you surely might go into losses. Those of you holding dollars, you surely might go into losses. Those of you who work with numbers. You better, you better uh, do what you must do because uh, this market is going to be different in a couple of weeks. And uh, secondly, uh, we, through the central bank, we are having conversations to reinstate the interbank exchange uh, market that has since uh, not worked. And I am happy that the players in that sector, including our banks, are coming forward and they are participating and uh, they are working with the central bank so that we can again uh, take charge of our market and that it is not allowed to be distorted. Here is my perception. The countries are now taking their power back. The seaward country and Russia are coming together to create a monetary system. Saudi Arabia is working to use the yuan to trade oil. Family, they are all de-dollarizing. Think about it. If you're another country and you're watching America that's at 130% debt to income ratio, that there's no real money in the system, that all of a sudden they jack up interest rates on you and your people are suffering, suffering because of the bad policies and money management in America, they're done. They're done with us. All other countries are done with the schoolyard bully. Now I'm telling you guys, I'm proud to be an American. I got my American flag right there. But I'm more proud to be a human being. I'm proud to be on this earth with you guys. I'm proud to be a child of God. And I love every single person. I'm not against anybody. When I say warriors rise, it's warriors rise into your Christ consciousness. Your higher self. Your integrity. Your honesty. Falling back in love with who you are. and Taking pride with who you are. Taking control of your life and your actions and behaviors. No one's coming to save you, warriors. No one's coming to save you. There is no president that's going to save you. There is no pastor that's going to save you. There is no human being on this earth that can save you. But I'll tell you what. Since I have fallen back in love with myself, and I saw God as my presence, you know, and however you get to God, I appreciate that, and I love you. All of us drive different vehicles, and everybody gets to God in a different way. But I see God as love. And love has no borders, has no barriers. So I don't know where this is going, but I know I've made some decisions for my family, financially, spiritually, principles, integrity, showing my kids what it looks like to stand up into my Christ consciousness and my love for human beings and showing them how to develop morals, ethics, and principles and how to stand up for themselves in the craziest times in the world. But again, I teach my kids, we're not against anybody. There is no invisible enemy. It's me against me. It's did I do what I needed to do every single day to raise my kids. TikTok doesn't raise my kids. I raise my kids. Don't tell me, Congress, that TikTok raises my kids. I know that I do the right thing on a daily basis. I know that I'm perfectly flawed. And when I make a mistake, I make it right. 
Nobody's stopping me from being a great father, a great CEO of multiple companies. Nobody's stopping me from living the American dream. And nobody's going to stop me from living the rest of my life, the best of my life, no matter what happens with the economy. Because I know I win in the end. So again, we're not against anybody. When we say warriors rise, it's getting your own shit together. It's not protesting. It's not going out in the streets and causing chaos. That's what they want. They want anger. They don't want hope. 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 Hope is what changes the system. Anger keeps it going. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together. Let's go. Without any warning, they've changed the formula on the bread. New and improved. Well, we were quite excited. Although we liked the old one, we said, well, hey, if it's new and improved, let's go for it. So we tried toasting it, and it toasted up pretty good. I buttered it. It buttered up pretty good. But by golly, when you tried to eat it, you knew it wasn't going to digest. There was something terribly wrong with it. My wife spit hers out. She says, it's a sponge. Well, let me just show you. Come here with me. A little piece of bread. First thing I did was I got it all wet. I wrung it out. I put it there on the, and look it, it's still the same piece of bread. So I thought, well, maybe it'll, maybe it takes hot water. So I got real hot water and I really sponged it up. I, whoa, it's still a piece of bread. You know, with this $90 order that we just had come in, I, and we found out we couldn't eat it. I thought, well, we better find out something that we can do with it. I don't want to waste it. We do raise pigs, but I wasn't about to feed it to the pigs. I didn't want to chance losing any of those animals. So I've just been experimenting a little bit. You get a little ketchup spill on your countertop. Don't worry about it. Just sponges it right up. Whoa! Uh, you got a little dirt on your feet? No problem. You've been wearing your flip-flops? This just gets the dirt right off. Whoa! Look, a little raisin came off of that one. <laughs> little Ajax. It's really good. Oh, another raisin. The nice thing is, it's still ready for the next task. Jack. Uh, I'm 11 years old and I go to Wyndham Middle School. I'm a sixth grader. I was in the library and this book was on a stand. I'd like to read you a page. My back over my hips as I ask if we should take off, take our clothes off. And he's saying yes before I finish my sentence. He's pulling off my t-shirt laughing when I can't undo his shirt buttons. He's undoing my belt. I'm reaching into his bedside drawer for a condom. We're kissing Again, we're rolling over. Obviously, you can see where this is going. I don't know if it's because we're feeling especially emotional or just tired, or these past couple of weeks have been too much. But this reminds me so much of the first time we had sex. We were both fucking terrified, and the whole thing was kind of terrible because we didn't know what we were doing. But it was good too, so good, because we were a mess of emotions, and we were scared and excited, and everything felt new. So this sort of thing, this sort of feels like that. Nick touches me like he's scared that any minute. 
Now, this book was at my middle school, and it was on a stand. When I rented it out to show my dad it, uh, the librarian asked if I wanted more and if I wanted a graphic novel version. Oh, boy. So I'm that kid's oh, father. Okay, good. I was asking for you. Yeah, I'll take another three minutes. So that's my son. Okay. 11 years old and went to his library and found that by the entry door of our library, this is the smut that he is finding, all right? I don't care whether it's gay, straight, bisexual, whatever the terms are for all this stuff, doesn't need to be at our school. Doesn't need to be at my 11-year-old's library. And then as far as genderqueer, I've got a son in the high school as well. And this is bullshit. We know it, all right? We do not need to be having literature that's showing boys how to suck dick, all right? This is, I'm very, very frustrated about it, okay? And you may think that schools know the best for our children. You know who know the best for our children? The parents. For approximately 250 years, everybody in America agreed that sexualizing children is the worst crime you can commit. Child molesters got hurt even in prison. Even criminals don't like child molesters. You can't sexualize kids. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, maybe as a reaction against Trump, who knows? Historians will figure it out. Sexualizing children became a mandate on the left. You have to sexualize children. It's the law and taxpayers have to pay for it. This is true across the West, particularly here in the US, but also in Canada. And a lot of it, for some reason, is occurring in school libraries. Knox Ajak is an 11-year-old who lives in the state of Maine. He's in the sixth grade. He just spoke up at a school board meeting to read aloud from the book Nick and Charlie checked it out of his school's library. Watch. I'm a sixth grader. I was in the library, and this book was on a stand. I'd like to read you a page. My back over my hips as I ask if we should take off, take our clothes off. And he's saying yes before I finish my sentence. He's pulling off my t-shirt, laughing when I can't undo his shirt buttons. He's undoing my belt. I'm reaching into his bedside drawer for a condom. We're kissing again. We're rolling over. Obviously, you can see where this is going. I don't know if it's because we're feeling especially emotional or just tired. Or these past couple of weeks have been too much. But this reminds me so much of the first time we had sex. We were both terrified and the whole thing was kind of terrible because we didn't know what we were doing but it was good too so good it's a little kid really but the librarian didn't care librarian asked if knox wanted to check out a graphic novel version of that book some pictures too knox ajak and his father adam join us tonight knox Sam, thank you so much for coming on I, let me just commend you on your bravery um Knox, first to you, what did you think when the librarian asked you if you wanted to see the, the picture version of that book? The only thing that went through my head was I was so uncomfortable and I was just like so angry. I don't know. I'm, I didn't believe it was actually happening. Yeah. little Kids know when something's creepy, like you can feel immediately. Adam, parents know too, but so many of them are intimidated from saying anything because it's unfashionable. You're supposed to just, you don't want to be the uncool parent. Why did you decide to bring this to public attention? It was something that had to be done. I had heard about another book that was in the high school, and uh, 
I asked my son to get a hold of it. I didn't even think anything of my middle school son. And uh, when I got the one that was in the high school, I was was disturbing to say the least what I found in there. And uh, it's just really, really, really disappointing to find out how our education system is failing our kids. Yep. How did your How did your neighbors and the other parents in your town respond when you raised a fuss over this? You know, at first, a lot of people just didn't have an idea that it was going on in our communities. Um, yep. But now that they've actually seen it and seeing an 11-year-old speak about that at the school board meeting has really set the stage and and place this right in the laps of all the parents across the country now. Um, it's, yep. it's really... It's really amazing the support that we've gotten through the community and now, honestly, across the country. Uh, I get messages privately still, hundreds of them a day, just saying thank you for speaking up. And, you know, they're worried about the cancel culture. They're getting canceled or they're getting, uh, you know, disciplined by their bosses or they're losing businesses as owners. And uh, it's not worth it. They're terrified to speak up. Yep, they certainly are. But you, you two aren't. I appreciate your bravery. Knox for 11, you're just amazingly self-contained. It's so impressive. Thank you both. A lot of nonsense going on around the world, and everyone is turning blind eye. And it's really atrocious. These are just some of the few books I found. I go and bring them all from Hawaii. This is one of them, What Makes a Baby. In this book, there is no babies anymore. There's no men, there's no woman. There's bodies with uterus and bodies with a sperm. They are removing the word man or woman. Red is for kindergartners. It's a book that's selling kids they could be on the wrong body. This is for three years old. They could be in the wrong body. In the wrong body. This is for 10 years old. 10 years old, you guys. It's perfectly normal. Isn't that crazy? It's not. Whether it's heterosexual or homosexual, I don't care. Irrelevant. I don't care. This it's is not irrelevant. for a, this is not for a ten-year-old, you guys. Anybody has children here or Kiki? This is not okay. Okay. This is gender queer. This, sorry, you guys, but this is. I'm going to show it to everybody. Oral sex. Yeah, we have to be showing this kids section in the library, and this is in the schools. This is in the schools. Mm -hmm. Is this okay, you guys? I'm sorry. I'm a mom. Your boys. This shouldn't be seen by little kids. So I know that the, the representative left, but please show them. This is what library. Public library. I know, and in public schools too, dear. And if you speak against this, you say, "Oh, you're anti-gay." I'm not anti-gay, but don't be showing porn to my.
emotions on my sleeve. Focus on my goals so I can achieve. Riches to spend, miles to feed. On my knees saying please. No time to cope out, no one to talk to. So I gotta do what I gotta do. Can I ride or something? Can I have a little something? Can I roll a little something? Look at me, I ain't fun. Say what you wanna say, believe what you wanna believe. Do what you wanna do. That's how the world view you Can I try a little something? Can I make a little something? Can I keep a little something? Can I save a little something? Can I try a little something? Can I make a little something? Can I keep a little something? Can I save a little something? Can I try a little something? Can I make a little something? Can I keep a little something? Look at me, I ain't frightened Roll up the clip, brother done flip This a little tip before I hit you in your lip Take a little chip, have your little nip before you get your ass ripped, singing like a ship, is this a blip? Run around on a mad trip, fuck around and get your ass kicked with no guilt. You're invisible to the naked eye, and look into the sky, asking God why. Can I die? Dead dreams don't fly. Let me break it down to the new sound. I'm not playing around, I'm making much, much pound. Focus on my riches and I want it now. Say what you want to say, believe what you want to believe, do what you want to do. You wanna be, you ain't shit, that's how the world view you. Can I try a little something? Can I make a little something? Can I keep a little something? Can I save a little something? Can I try a little something? Can I make a little something? Can I keep a little something? Can I save a little something? Can I try a little something? Can I make a little something? Can I keep a little something? Look at me, I ain't frightened. We want you to marinate on this. If you feel this, then you know what I'm talking about.